welcome to Sweet Spot, where hoteliers check in and we check out what's trending in hotel marketing. I'm your host, Ryan Embry. Thank you, everyone, for listening to The Sweet Spot. Today, we have a very special episode on The Sweet Spot. We're actually going to be joined um, by a special guest, Pat Cabela, who is the Regional Director of Sales at Chartwell Hotels. And she is one of our very first guests that's not with us in studio. So we're super excited to be doing this with her and want to thank you, Pat, for joining us today. Thank you, Ryan. I'm excited about this also. Great. So um, just for a little bit of background, uh, let's start by letting our listeners know kind of what your experience is in the hotel industry. Okay, sure. So um, I have been in various facets of the overall tourism industry for the past probably 30 years. Um, Even during college, I was a flight attendant for a private uh, company, then went on to um, travel agency work and went into hotels, both um, back of the house operations, frontline sales, uh, front office management, that kind of stuff, and um, really expanded there with my connections and ended up doing some tourism publishing, um, advertising, um, again, also in the tourism in, in, end of the industry. And then ultimately um, owning my own business for advertising, ad agency type of work, and um, ultimately becoming a consultant in, in, um, for hotels and the tourism industry. So, and now I'm currently with Chartwell Hotels, and uh, the regional director is a fairly new position um, for the nine hotels. So that's growing, and uh, we're expanding from there. That's awesome, Pat. And I'm sure a lot of that experience has served you well in the position, you know, at every facet and kind of uh, corner of the the travel industry, you know, from your early stages of starting as a travel agent to, you know, the advertising and marketing side. And with that, you brought a lot of fresh perspective and ideas that you've shared actually uh, with myself and, and our director of marketing without kind of giving away uh, you know, all your secrets, you know, I would know we've talked about some unique and creative ideas you've worked with, even with the CVBs. Um, could you share some of those ideas? Sure. So um, I have always been a really big proponent of CVBs or, you know, D- DMOs, TPAs. Sometimes they're called just different uh, variations of CVB in different areas because they really are the force behind bringing awareness to a local region and what's all in that region and how they want to bring that to the general public and maybe even some specific market segments. You know, they're very key in that. And, and unfortunately, there are many communities that don't even understand what a CVB does, um, unless maybe you're in a metropolitan area where they're constantly bringing in, you know, huge conferences and big events and tournaments and such. But, um, you know, even working with a CVB in your local community and partnering and networking with the other members, um, you know, brings great opportunities, Um, items that you may not have thought of or partnerships that, you know, everyone's kind of doing their own thing. And then you realize if we put all of our thoughts together, um, you know, we can create a greater good with that. Um, So, and with that, 
you know, a lot of the agencies are always looking for help. You know, they're they're looking for help from their from their members, you know, because they're out in the trenches as well, too. And um, so, you know, if your CBB is looking for some assistance or ideas, give it to them, you know, work with them, um, whether it's um, general leisure market, whether it's motor coach, whether um, it's corporate, whether it's sports oriented, you know, they really do want to hear back from you and working cooperatively really gets a lot done. Absolutely. And what a way to kind of help them out, because obviously, you know, the, the, the purpose of a CVB is to bring travelers and visitors to that local region, helping them and facilitating them, you know, in whatever way you can is not only going to help the networking aspect, but it's also going to help with your ultimate goal, which is fill, you know, fill your hotel rooms, get more travelers in your area. And and I want to transition because, you know, you mentioned it before, you know, you, you're working with nine hotels right now, but every single, uh, I'm sure every single one of those markets is completely different from one another and managing all of the, you know, the CVBs and, and the networking opportunities. What's it like to manage multiple hotels in multiple areas? And, and what are the challenges that come with that? So that is something that we're really um, spearheading right now with Charwell. Um, you know, this is, like I said, a new position. So as far as, you know, we're not micromanaging actually each um, location or each hotel. You know, we're looking at, again, the greater good. So if we are looking for a CVB connection, we encourage our local staff, the local DOS, the general manager, of course, to be involved in their local community and participate, give them ideas. Um, and then we share, we're sharing ideas. You know, I have worked with several CVBs, so I know what works for one does not necessarily work for another from the marketing perspective. So we encourage them to do that, reach out, find out what's in there, uh, what's really going on with their areas and, you know, be their proponent, you know, market your property through your networking with um, your CVB and other, actually other associations. You know, obviously I cannot be at local chamber meetings and CVB meetings, but channeling those ideas towards the individuals that are actually in the market is, you know, what we're trying to do and get everybody kind of on the same wavelength. And that's really our local part of it, you know, because the other component of that is our hotels are also all franchised. So they're either an IHG, a Hilton or Marriott. So they obviously all you know, have their own promotions, special programs. Um, they have their own marketing efforts. And of course, our hotels are going to participate, you know, in what makes sense for them as well, too. So that's the end of it. First, you know, kind of like a franchise versus your local marketing. They're actually two different items. Absolutely. And and we encourage that to our hoteliers all the time is, you know, the, the brands are obviously great uh, for, you know, that overall marketing and, and maybe message that you're trying to send to travelers. But at the same time, they only go so far. The reason that, you know, these new travelers are turning to places like Airbnbs um, or other, you know, vacation rentals is because they're looking for that localized experience. So if you can do your part to really get involved with the community and create a local experience for a traveler, you really have the advantage on both ends from, you know, having that that franchise foundation, but also kind of uh, putting that that local twist to it as well. You know, we have a lot of obviously hoteliers that 
that are listening to this podcast that might just be a director of sales for a property or sales and marketing director for maybe just a couple of, of properties. Um, what advice can you give them who are maybe just starting a similar role or are looking to be in the role that you are in now? I think one of the best things that I found is to sit back and watch and listen. You know, every market is obviously different and every hotel can be different, whether it's a limited service, full service. And it obviously plays a different role in each market, in each community and such. So someone new coming in really needs to determine what that property is and how it fits into the community and how it fits into the businesses that are using it, the associations that may be using it. So, you know, everything has some sort of rhyme and reason. The procedures may not be the right methodology, but listening to what is happening and seeing how things are done, I think is step one. You know, we all tend to try to go in and fix everything and then realize there may be some behind the scenes items that we're not taking into account or consideration and uh, pushing forward and then realizing you need to take a step back. So really taking a look at, you know, what those properties, why they may be doing things, why they want to do something similar to that if that specific procedure may not be working. I love that advice. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Coming in there and obviously listening to not only, you know, the people that are already at the property, but also listening to your guests. We talk about that all the time, you know, getting that feedback and actually using that feedback, leveraging it. And Ryan, I just wanted to expand on that too. As um, a new person on that end of it, you know, someone sitting in on revenue calls really can give you a good background of where that hotel sits in the market and how clients or guests may be looking at it also, you know, seeing the strategy, you know, you listen for a few times on revenue calls, you can quickly figure out, you know, where the hotel stands in the market, who the competitors are, you know, when you know, when you can push rate, when you have to take back a little bit. So that's another, I think revenue calls is, is a really good way to learn a hotel. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I want to, I want to kind of switch gears. What do you, what do you say to those maybe director of sales that feel like they they don't need the feet to street, the the cold calling for potential business to fill the hotel. They say, you know, I'm going to do all of my marketing and sales via social media and LinkedIn. So, so I've actually had that happen and we've had to actually go in and, and recreate the wheel just a little bit. You know, I think cold calling as a whole just has an ugly ring to it and people take it the wrong way. But if you really think about it, we're cold calling all the time, all the time, whether it's on social media, networking, prospecting, you know, going to committee meetings, um, anything like that. It's constant. You know, that crazy video that's, you know, always portrays that salesperson talking a mile a minute in in your face and, um, you know, it's rambling and gibberish. It gives a bad note to anyone in sales. It doesn't have to be hotel sales. It could be, you know, any type of sales. To me, with, with sales and cold calling, it's all about you really being confident about your product, who you are, and how you sell that product and how it fits into the client's needs. And all of that is still going to come through, whether it's social media, whether it's email, whether it's face-to-face, phone calls. 
So, you know, the beat the street kind of concept for some of the larger accounts is tough because you cannot, you know, really go in and, and get that information anymore. You know, it's just physically impossible. There's a lot of buildings that are under lock and key. There's security um, personnel that don't know anything except, you know, they have a list of names. And if you don't have a name, you're not going in, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, your local businesses like your hospitals, your universities, your colleges, you know, some of the local businesses that may not be part of a big conglomerate and, you know, they're not using Concur and they, you know, don't have one of the travel agencies as a third party booking everything. You know, you can still go there, can still find out some information, but it's a matter of a combination of all, really. You know, how many of us really, you know, we find a place and then we may look on LinkedIn to see who's there, see who we know, you know, go to certain meetings or chamber events or CVB events or just professional organizations, try and network there to see if we can find information. So it's really a combination of all. You know, at one point, cold calling was all you did. You're on the street eight hours a day. You went all day. But now you're still cold calling, but it's a, it, it's a mix. It's, it's a mix, and you have to play it smart, you know, with that. You don't have the time anymore to be out on the road all day long just trying to bang on arbitrary doors. I completely agree. It's, it's, it's now turning more into a, a hybrid where you've got to be able to integrate both. You have to be able to optimize your skills in both. Yes, I to- you know, totally agree. And, and, and just another point on that, learning how to speak correctly and write correctly, more so now than ever before, with all the autofills and spell checks and such, it's so easy to type a mile a minute and then you realize your message says something completely different than what you meant it to be because of autofill. Yes, absolutely. And and communication obviously plays a huge part in that. And and there's always going to be that human element to it, I feel, um, especially in an industry like the hotel industry, you know, where it's customer service oriented. Um, you know, that's 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 the foundation of, of hotel industry is is uh, that human connection. So speaking of communication, you know, that that kind of leads me to my next question is about communicating uh, to your hotel employees or motivating the people that work underneath you to kind of, you know, bring out the best in them and having managing nine hotels, what do you kind of say to those hotels and the best way to approach that? So actually you hit on two topics there, um, Ryan, the communicating and then the motivating. At Chartwell, we really let our like GMs and such have their own programs at each property. You know, they motivate their um, employees. They have their own internal programs, um, you know, things like monthly luncheons, gift cards, recognitions, contests, games, um, especially if a hotel has won an award or has done very well. You know, they each kind of do their own internal program with that. As far as communicating, we actually, as a company, we just implemented a um, sales program that all nine of our hotels can now actually communicate with each other with our contacts and sales and bookings and such. So, and we can actually message each other through the system as well too. So we're very excited about that. Uh, we realize that we have a lot of joint accounts that we did not know before this. So communicating through that program for on, on a sales level, 
um, is already starting to benefit. And it's actually building camaraderie within our sales team overall through the nine hotels, because now we are talking to each other more so than, you know, either emailing directly or taking time to make a phone call. Uh, We can message through the sales program and, um, you know, talk about maybe specific accounts or specific bookings or if somebody needs help with something. Um, So we're very excited about taking that and really moving forward with it and expanding on that. That is exciting. And, you know, I'm sure that is motivating for, you know, some employees to be in constant communication to kind of be able to share best practices, um, you know, and, and, and what maybe that communication tool can bring. So I think those, those two things go hand in hand. Um, Now let's, kind of switch gears to something maybe that might not be so fun as, you know, uh, monthly luncheons or gift cards uh, and talk about renovations. Um, You mentioned that a few of your properties right now are going through some renovations. We know that this is obviously a huge part of the hotel industry um, at one point or another. How do you balance uh, marketing and promoting a hotel uh, that might be going through renovations? Um, is that is there such a word as balance when you're renovating? <laughs> um, yeah, renovations are always fun. We're you know we're actually coming out of one renovation um, for one of our properties, um, and it's beautiful. You, know, you see it. It's it's you know you think of all the agony and the pain that you've gone through, but it does. The end result is always very nice. You know the renovation process is um, is very tricky. And, and balance is at least one, one of the words. It's a lot of planning ahead. And even with planning, um, there's always a glitch that comes up. You know, right. pipes that burst or equipment that doesn't show up or furniture that doesn't come or just all of that. You know, the, the property that just came out of renovation, we actually um, stopped construction. Um, you know, we finished a certain phase because obviously we don't renovate the whole hotel. It goes in phases, right? So we right. have either floors, a certain floor or a certain tower that gets done. And, um, you know, at that property, we stopped because going right into high season. And there was a lot of um, citywide events that were sold out. You know, the, the whole area is sold out. So to take another set of rooms out of the market was just going to be a catastrophe. So we actually stopped renovation in the middle. You know, we had probably two thirds of the hotel done. And then we stopped for the last phase to kind of get through that busy season and then go back in, which wasn't planned. You know, that opens up a whole other set of doors and issues that come with that. But, um, you know, you make, um, you make the best that you can and you improvise a lot and then you get back on track and then you've got to like start over that new phase. So it's, you know, no matter how much scheduling you can do and no matter how much planning you can do, um, you know, there's always something that's going to come up. So everyone really has to be flexible. You know, pricing, um, availability, all of that, um, that is really key when it comes to your revenue calls at that point. You really need to work with your revenue manager with that. Let, you know, keep them up to date, let them know what's going on. And of course, the numbers always look horrible compared to the, you know, the previous year. So right. you have to take that into consideration too. This again, comes back to communication too. How are your employees communicating with guests? Um, how how are your employees and your marketing strategy communicating with 
you know, potential guests. I mean, at the end of the tunnel, like you said, it always ends up looking great and beautiful and everyone loves a newly renovated hotel. So to keep that excitement up online and through your social media and, and, you know, other, other portals and channels, I think can do a lot for, you know, when you do come out of that renovation and, and taking, making the most of it. Exactly. You know, talking about social media and, you know, obviously reputation also plays a big part when it comes to renovations. What digital marketing strategies do you think are most important for hoteliers to be implementing? So with our franchises and um, the brands are becoming very motivated, would be the good word, very progressive in allowing the properties to update information quicker, easier. I remember the days where, you know, once the copy was set on your website, the copy was set on your website. That's mm-hmm. it. Like trying to, trying to get that changed was a feat in itself. So we take advantage of the franchises doing what they're doing. And then, of course, each franchise has their own social media components. So we, of course, want to piggyback off of that. So right now, one of the key things that's going on is really keeping your website up to date with new copy fresh copy, fresh photos. And, um, you know, coming out of a a property with a renovation is great because there's so much to, um, you know, there's so much to promote. There's so much to, you know, update an existing property, you know, working, this kind of even goes back to your CVB, working with your attractions and other partners in the community where you can update that information or show partnerships, whether on your website or, you know, if the hotel has its own Facebook page, or if it participates on the franchise's Facebook page, or if it's doing its own LinkedIn page, all key, like content is key, right? We keep hearing that. So the, you know, the brands are really um, stepping that up and each of the properties are piggybacking on those efforts. And I'm looking forward to like a strong return on that. I really am, you know, and I think it makes us all more aware of what we can promote, how we're really working within our communities and um, how we're promoting ourselves as well as other um, entities in the community or even within market segments. You know, if you're in an area or you're a hotel that is very sports oriented, updates, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever, keeping that information fresh is key and consistency is key too. You know, to put something up and then not have anything for two months and then come back again, that kind of defeats the whole purpose too. Absolutely agree. And, you know, to echo your point about the brands being, I think, motivated is a great word. It's brands, I think, are starting to realize how big of an impact this can have on hotels revenue. And, you know, that having all of that information out there, having the difference between, you know, a couple keywords in there uh, in your in your copy or a couple pictures updated, you know, that happening at a sooner at a sooner time is going to have an impact that day on whether a traveler chooses your hotel or competitor. So they're starting to understand that this this plays a big part in the traveler's decision-making process. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm so glad to see that some of the brands are having direct emails now, like you're directing information to um, a specific department that will take care of it in, you know, maybe a day, two days, instead of a whole process you know, where it has to be reviewed and, you know, tweaked and, you know, maybe guidelined and, you know, all of that that goes with the franchises. So they're actually working, I think, better one-on-one with the hotels and their accessibility, the accessibility to them 
um, has greatly improved. I see that too, and I, I think that's a trend that we'll we'll continue to see get more and more efficient um, as time goes by. So, yeah. um, and and finally, kind of, I'll end it, you know, just with the opportunity to kind of talk about not only your role at Chartwell's Hotels, but just Chartwell Hotels as a whole, and and what kind of makes what what makes you guys unique. I'm going to put a plug out for one of our hotels. Um, they have been our residence in in um, Williamsport, Pennsylvania has been awarded the um, Diamond Award, the Marriott Diamond Award, which puts them in the running for uh, Hotel of the Year. Um, amazing. Of six hotels that have um, achieved the Diamond Award, the Hotel of the Year announcement will be made in April at the April GM conference. So I think that alone, that we have a property of that stature in our portfolio is terrific. So we're hoping our other properties will, you know, follow suit with that. Yeah, congratulations. That's, that's yeah, a great, yeah, we're, it's a huge accomplishment. Yeah, we're very proud of that. We're very proud of that. Um, I'd also like to say that I've worked with, with a few management companies and very strictly guidelined, you know, with, you know, SOPs and um, specific procedures and such. And I understand that. I I I find that um, Chartwell, and this was one of the reasons um, I enjoyed working, I enjoy working with them, is, you know, they have those guidelines, but at the same time, they allow their GMs and their directors of sales and sales managers to tweak those guidelines to really work within their own communities and to see what works for them. You know, what works for one community, one market doesn't always work for everybody else. So guidelines are great. And then they allow them to really tangent off of that if necessary to try to make it a better experience for guests, business clients, conferences, meetings, that kind of stuff. And I, and I really appreciate that, um, my perspective, because, you know, cookie cutter is sometimes good, but cookie cutter sometimes, you know, your gingerbread man has to like have an extra arm or something, you know. <laughs> yeah. So it's that, mix of, it's that mix of old and new that we kind of talked exactly. about. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And the last plug I'm going to do for Chartwell is, um, you know, we have in one of our cities, we have four hotels within one block of each other. So we call it the um, Chartwell campus. We do a really good job at cross-selling and selling it almost as a whole community just down there, just there. Like if you need more two-bedded rooms or if you need more conference space or whatever, it's almost um, one large area. Yeah. that actually interact with each other um, with at the various hotels. And the nice thing about that is if you're booking with the one person, you can still stay in contact with that one person, even if you had to spread out some of the, um, the space or the rooms or, you know, whatever you're working on, you know, and I've been on the other side of that. So I find that unique. I don't find that too often with other people. Absolutely. That's what I was going to say is that that sounds very unique and, and actually a huge advantage too, when you think about, you know, what you can do between hotels and the flexibility that you can maybe offer, offer a guest. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. And it comes, you know, and it always presents new opportunities and it pushes everyone to think really out of the box. Absolutely. Well, Pat, thank you so much for your time today. This was a, a lot of fun and I hope we can do it uh, again, but I want to thank you for joining us on the sweet spot I'm excited to hear about some of these new uh, initiatives at Chartwell Hotels. But again, I just want to have a big thank you and shout out for coming on today. Thank you, Ryan. I, I really, um, I really appreciate it. And just a note, 
Um, I think I cold called you for this, didn't I? You did. You did. Another benefit of cold calling. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So good deal. No, thank you very much. This was great. And and yeah, I would love to be back. It's It, it was good. I always like talking about the industry with other industry folks. Awesome. Awesome. To join our loyalty program, be sure to subscribe and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Sweet Spot is produced by Travel Media Group. Our editor is Ann Sandoval with cover art by Barry Gordon and content support by Priscilla Osorio. I'm your host, Ryan Embry, and we hope you enjoyed your stay.